0: What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Barbells and
1: Bare knuckle MMA, you get cut more, and um I think the difference in that in MMA, you really can really throw as hard as you can in MMA with gloves on and without gloves you can't. And besides that, the the shots, like I, I can take a lot of shots. Like I have a really good chin. But man, in MMA, like, you're really protected from the cuts. Like, the gloves don't cut as much. You really have to, like, it has to be a certain position, really good timing. And the guy, you fall into it and he's pushing into you. But besides that, um, it takes a lot of of guts and you got to be ready to take some pain and give some pain. Because um, I guess it does hurt, you know. When I'm in the moment, I don't feel it
0: today we have a very special guest he is a professional mma fighter with a professional record of 11 wins and six losses he's fought in multiple promotions including cage titans island fights, titan fighting championship, and game-bred bare-knuckle MMA. Originally, he was born in Ecuador and he currently fights out of Orlando, Florida. And he currently fights in the Bantamweight division. So 135 pounds in professional MMA. And he has an upcoming bout in Jorge Masvidal's game-bred bare-knuckle MMA. Yeah, they don't wear gloves. It's bare-knuckle. It is as real as it gets when it comes to fighting. So that bout is going to be on September 8th, and he actually has fought four times already this year, so that's gonna be his fifth fight in 2023. He's staying busy, he's definitely staying busy, and that is so good to see. And I know with a nickname like The Party, I have a feeling this is gonna be a fun (laughs) episode, Uh, good vibes, yeah, I'm really excited. So um, without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome Joe The Party Pennafeel.
1: Is it working fine right now?
0: Yeah, you're good right now. I'm not okay. a technology awesome. expert either. I know I kind of look like I might be, but I'm not.
1: <laughs> you, got, you got the glasses and shit. You look like you've done some detective work I or know.
0: I need to get my contacts again <laughs> so people don't think I'm too smart.
1: <laughs> nah, you're good, dude. So what's up? I saw some of your content, right? And that's what made me reach out. And I'm always like yeah. a crazy person. And I'm like... Man, hopefully, no one ever freaks out and's like, you know, who's this crazy person? But I wanted <laughs> to reach out, like I said, have a, a fight coming up. And I was like, I always like to make as much noise as possible. So, yeah, for Wait. sure. Yeah, I'm it
0: helps make some noise for you. I'm in St. Louis.
1: Get out, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I think I got a, a friend who uh, like, lives out there somewhere in Missouri. Really? Somewhere yeah, out there. I'm, I don't know.
0: Where. I'm like, 40 minutes away from the city I used to live in the city like actually in St. Louis um but if you say Lake St. Louis people don't they have no idea what what I'm
1: talking about yeah. so I
0: just say St. Louis I totally to get Louis.
1: it how's Missouri is that a cool place to be at
0: yeah you know what's funny so you live in Orlando right
1: yeah I live in Orlando
0: okay it's funny and you're fighting in Jacksonville correct
1: on September eighth. yeah Home of biscuit, dude. Yeah, that's very where excited. my
0: sister lives. She just moved there. She just bought a house there.
1: That's so weird. That's so weird. That's how my <laughs> life is creepy. That's creepy almost, isn't it? That's like I didn't, I didn't even
0: realize that until today. I read your message because, like, I went back to look at to make sure I had the right date for your fight because I wanted to put it in the intro. And I was like, wait a second, Jacksonville. I'm like, that's where my sister literally just moved, like less than a year ago, and she's just, she's in the navy
1: oh okay yeah yeah they have mm-hmm. a naval base over there um yeah Jacksonville's dope i mean i love jacksonville beach i don't know about jacksonville you know it's not like the most pop in town but yeah i still haven't dope. visited no it's dope jacksonville beach which is usually like 20 minutes away from wherever you're at in downtown or anywhere in jacksonville it's dope dude they got good yeah. food they got a couple cool beach restaurants it's nice
0: yeah well, how do you like living in Orlando? I've, I've visited Orlando several times, so, you know, mainly done the touristy uh, stuff, but. I've been...
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been, yeah, I know what you mean. I've been here, like, basically since I was, like, 12 or something like that. I grew up in, um, real close to, like, a homestead that's called Kendall in Miami, so it's very, very down south, even for down there. It's, like, yeah. we're, like, 20 minutes away from, like, where the road Turns into that Key West part where it's just one road and like one way in, one way out, and you drive all the way down to the Keys. So I mean, it, it, it's pretty cool. I, I like Orlando. I like Central Florida living. It's very, it's, it's not a big city, but it has. It's starting to become uh, a, a different, a smaller portion of Miami. Miami's a fucking conglomerate of crazy people and oh, different yeah. nations. It's it's fucking nuts. It's too much for me like almost like central florida is a little bit more like a little bit more country, you know what i mean? A lot yeah. of people listen to country music right through different parts, you know. There's just it's just a little different type of vibe. We also have Daytona, Cocoa Beach is 20 minutes away. Um I don't know, it's a different vibe. There's a lot of like uh we have uh, natural springs, so if you are ever back in Florida Look for the springs. They're like free to get into, right? But it's it's awesome. We have like the there's one called Wakiva Island where I go to. It's a natural spring. You get there, the water's ice cold year round. Uh, they have food trucks um a bar um a oh, bunch wow. of seats where you just kind of lay out dip yeah you, know, you just jump in the water it's pretty dope so i mean orlando has some things but like all that dopey shit i hate fucking disney i hate I know, universal like too. i like it <laughs> yeah but i'm like fuck it's so dude like when you live one here one time like, was my, enough for me
0: i'm like i'm it's crazy now
1: it's so hot <laughs> it's, in orlando yeah. it's like if florida is fucking hot people staying out there and i've done it with my when he was like four my four year old we got in a fight, me and my girl. Like it was that bad. Like we went insane. There was shade. He's sweating. We get to the front of the line after two hours. He doesn't want to ride, and we're like, "Fuck, fuck!" You know, we look like insane people. But I don't know. You know how it is. I think the heat makes it a little bit nuttier out here, and the humidity. Oh, like right yeah. now, it's humid as fuck outside. I have two kids. I have a six-year-old and an eight-year-old, and they're about to start school next week. So it's gonna be a fucking oh, wow. fun time. Busy time gotta for go. You. Uh, Yeah, it is, but it also keeps, it makes it easier, at least for me to like, uh, with work, I work as a bar back nearby in a couple different places, but with like work and constantly training and then like having a balance, obviously like, um, a relationship with the wife and a relationship with the children, meaning like having to be there a little bit, you know, can't be a total douchebag. It, it becomes really hard. <laughs> Just such a selfish sport. It really is. Like, I don't want to get, like, I, I, I try not to sound like a dick, but sometimes, like, I want to come home and just kind of be left alone because I'm tired and I just want to, like, eat and sleep or, like, do whatever I want to do. But it's not fucking realistic. So I got to come in yeah. here and play some video games, you know, help cook some dinner, come up with some idea, hugs and kisses, rub some feet, and then fucking ride out to practice and then ride back. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, there's a lot of uh, things people don't tell you. I mean, when you're a human being, you have to really balance a lot, a lot of things out in life. But I think that's what makes life uh, fun, beautiful, complicated and everything. It is. Uh, I've, I read somewhere, I think it was like some, or someone said something where I, they said that in the Bible love, like the word love is defined almost is defined as suffering. And then, like I was like, oh, and I kind of think about, it. I'm like, you know what? And in everything that you love, you kind of have to suffer, uh, especially in fighting. There's gotta, there's gotta be some type of suffering, in order for it to feel great and be great and be a crazy accomplishment or whatever at the end, at the end oh goal. Gosh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. So I think, I think it's all in the same shit. You gotta suffer, even in, the, in everyday life. You suffer. You know, you don't want to go to work. You gotta go to work. You don't want to do this. You gotta do that. But at the end of the day, is it worth the? the goal whatever goal that is that you have in your head and if it is then i think you're ready to rock
0: absolutely yeah love is suffering i you know what that is so true because it's like when you really love something and like you want to go like all in on something like obsessed like you yeah you do kind of have to suffer but you kind of enjoy it at the same time a little bit like Cause it makes yeah. it so much more rewarding when you like see like the finished product or you see like the results you see like down the road, your progress. And then you're like, Oh, now I remember why I do this.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I I think that, that yeah, I think that applies in every in a lot of parts in life. I mean, even yeah. it could be your, your, your craft that you're working, maybe you're a carpenter or a mechanic. It's like kind of tougher even to get good at that shit. You know, it's not easy to do these different jobs that people might think there aren't like, you know, some people think fucking everybody's an idiot and everyone has their head up their ass and everyone has their nose up and I'm a lawyer. So I'm better than this guy, better than the server, better than that guy. And I feel you, you know what I mean? I, I feel how like when you get to a certain level of accomplishment, I I, I think that uh, there's some of that that needs to be deserved, you know, a little bit of feeling like that, you know, you, you can walk around with your chest up, But there's also like a certain uh, humbleness that that needs to go with that, and understanding. Like there's a lot that goes into um, everybody, you know, Um, the cable dude, trash guys. Everyone's like suffering, or uh, everyone's like you know, everyone has to give something up. I feel like we're all giving up. You know, I'm giving up blood. Some people might be giving up more time for with their kids. Uh, who knows, you know, somebody might live, be estranged from their family. Somebody might be doing show business in LA, hasn't seen fucking their family in forever. You know, I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of sacrifices we all make and we just all need to be, uh, I guess humble and, and just kind of like relax and kind of enjoy this wave of life. Cause I think life is short, shorter than we think. And uh, at any moment, anything can happen, you know, from cancer to getting ran over by a bus or whatever the fuck, you know, I had a friend that fell from a volcano because he was day drinking in Hawaii. He was an army guy stationed oh over my there. He was day drinking. He went over one of the fucking things that, you know, it's like a barrier with a, like a, a, a chain that says, don't go over this part. He went over there fucking around doing his dumb frat boy shit. Fucking fell over. Almost like I forgot how many like. Eight, 30 stories, something crazy, and somehow landed on like a little ledge or something, and they he survived. But like I wow. said, you never know what what can happen. You know, I don't know. Yeah, really depressing. But <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah. right. Though. But,
0: you're yeah. right. It's motivation yeah. though for a lot of people because you know I think some people do take take things for granted and do take like their time for granted or take you know just like their health for granted or anything. <laughs> and then um you know you realize yeah like something happens like maybe you you know lose someone or just you have a scary life-changing experience or whatever and you're like oh yeah life is short dang I gotta I gotta make this count like <laughs> at least that's my attitude yeah. like, I gotta make today no, count
1: you're right I don't know when I started feeling like that but um most of my career I've um if anyone's seen me live or seen anyone that knows me, I get a lot of respect a lot in the regional scene, um, uh, which is fucking cool. You know what I mean? I, I definitely want the respect from all the fighters, but most of it is because they've seen me going there against all odds. Uh, from the beginning, I've gone in there with mostly only just my wife in my corner and some fights with guys that have training camps and nutritionists and, don't have day jobs and don't have kids or whatever it may be. You know, just stacks the, the the odds were against me. And I'm I was able to prevail a lot, and um, I get a lot of respect from that. And I, I get a lot of uh, what's it called motivation from that because I know I've uh, I've I've done it the hard way and the and I'm just battle tested. I'm ready. I made a few mistakes taking fights last minute. yeah i noticed you
0: fought four times this year already i was like oh my gosh
1: (laughs) (laughs) i know you shouldn't my my one he's my coach but he more than anything he's my friend and we're really we're not really close in age he might be like three years older than me some shit like that his name is julian williams he's a really great guy down here in orlando florida he works with all the ufc athletes from uh that anyone based out of orlando julian works with them we're uh, at our gym it's called fusion XL. it's located at I've heard yeah, of it. Inside the yeah, the West Oaks Mall, it's in this fucking little area in Orlando, it's real gritty. We don't put the AC on much and it gets popping in there. Like people don't want to go there to to spar or anything, but uh once you get to know everyone, everyone's cool. And I've been there for like basically since I, since I was 4, no. And now we got like 16 fights deep. So it's probably like 13 or 14 fights or some shit, I don't know. But um if you go there you're gonna get really great training and uh when i go out there uh i like i like having the odds against me and a lot of the times you know it'd be situations where my wife would tell me like hey listen if you don't win this fight we don't make enough money there's not gonna be enough money for rent we're not gonna have it we're gonna get our car repoed like real life problems and i've i've gambled on myself big and i've always uh come up top like i've said and yeah i've taken some short notice fights fights with broken hands uh, a lot of different things behind the scenes where like i've taken the fight on a week's notice and the commentators don't know shit about it and they're talking shit about me missing weight or different situations which i really don't give a fuck but i get kind of pissed about it but at the end of the day i'm here to uh to make money provide for my family and i really don't give a fuck you know about um when I'm out there, I'm out there to be killed or kill. Like, I'm not going to fucking be an idiot, but, um, and like, you know, not be technical and shit, but there's sometimes it's going to be my heart versus his heart and uh, my will versus his will and who wants it more. It, that's really what it comes down to it sometimes. Who's in there mentally and ready to fucking die. So it's fucking gnarly, but I like it. You know, fuck it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like it well- a lot. And how how different is it going from cuz most of your fights have been just like MMA with with gloves, right? And now you're kind of venturing mm-hmm. into bare knuckle. Mhm. How diff like, how different yeah. is it?
1: The, I think the, the I think the the cuts, I think that's what everyone sees. Um unlike bare knuckle boxing which I think there's more Eyes on kind of like Pete. There's a lot more promotions and bare knuckle boxing this, and so there's a lot of that shit out there. You see all the cuts, you see all that, but I think in bare knuckle MMA, people haven't seen as much. There's not really too many bare knuckle right. MMA shows. Jorge is providing basically the best and the one of the only promotions I know that's really pumping bare knuckle MMA, which I kind of fucking dig because uh, he pays me very well, so he's yeah. pay- <laughs> he that's pays good. me well. Yeah, so I've gotten to a certain point in my career where, like, uh, I've got promotions, like Jorge's promotion and a couple few other ones that pay me real well, but he pays me the best. And the big you. thing about Bare Knuckle MMA, yeah, man, I've, I've really worked all my, like, all my fights and career to get to this point. And so sometimes, like I, I, like I said, I, I fucking stab myself in the foot or whatever by doing dumb shit, like taking a fight <laughs> on a week's notice, like I did not too long ago, but... You know what I also tell people in this game and in this life, like, I don't mean to be philosophical all the time, but it's like, you got to make your own decisions and you got to, you got to die. You know what I mean? Shit that doesn't work out sometimes. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's not like when they were trying to invent electricity or whatever, like it happened the first time. It takes a lot of fucking failures. And sometimes you got to learn the hard way too, as a human being, you know, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm a stupid ass. Maybe I should have listened. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I'm like, yeah, and I win, and I'm like, yeah, motherfuckers, I told you. And then sometimes I'm like, damn, I come back with a black eye. I'm like, all right, fucking didn't go that well, guys. What? <laughs> I got a little bit of money, and I went to fucking Idaho. But, um, but yeah, uh, bare-knuckle MMA, you get cut more. And um, I think the difference in that in MMA, you really can really throw as hard as you can in MMA with gloves on. And without gloves, you can't. And besides that, the, the shots, like I I can take a lot of shots. Like I have a really good chin, but man, in MMA, like you're really protected from the cuts. Like the gloves don't cut as much. You really have to like, it has to be a certain position, really good timing. And the guy, you fall into it and he's pushing into you. But besides that, um, it takes a lot of, uh, a lot of guts and you got to be ready to take some pain and give some pain because, um, I guess it does hurt, you know, when I'm in the moment, I don't feel it. And you know, unfortunately I spent a lot of time fighting when I was younger, like in my early twenties, I was going through a lot of shit, like right after college, like right around that time, you know, like doing dumb shit. I never was in any trouble. Like my whole life, I was always like basically a good kid that just wrestled and wrestled at a high level. My dad used to take me every weekend to compete. And before that I was a cross country runner, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I had a really fucked up little like 20 to 24, like four years of me fucking around, getting into fights at clubs and bars, picking fights with big guys like all the time because I, I loved it. You know, I was like, who I'm like, who's the toughest? I'm like, oh, those big guys over there are tough. They got some cute girlfriends and I'd be drunk and I'd me and my other meathead friend that wanted to kill you. We basically were fucking depressed. There's something was wrong with our heads and we wanted to die or something so we'd fucking go up to guys and be like or go up and hit on the girls and then the guys would get mad and then you know come outside then we end up knocking a friend or two out then they all come out then you're knocking out four five six guys blood everywhere fucking cops it's fucking but like i said that was like in my past too so it's like um but yeah so it's like bare knuckle mma it's like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you pay me. I'm there. Like, whatever. Like at the end of the day, it's just more uh, for me. It's more, uh, more to my story. I hope one day I, I like, I want to write my own book. I already have a name for it. I'm going to call it La Vida Loca, like Ricky Martin's old it. song. And uh, hopefully they'll make a movie out of it. Cause I have a lot of stories and shit, but we'll see. I'll save those for like another time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well- and it's so interesting to me, like, so has your training changed at all, like, since going to Bare Knuckle, or is it pretty much the same? I mean, I guess maybe, no. like, doing, are do I've you doing anything had, um, with gloves off? I wouldn't think. I'm definitely um, not sparring. I hit, I, <laughs>
1: no, I, I hit the bags with the gloves off. I okay, definitely that's hit what the I heard
0: some them. people had done. I didn't know though bitch, if that was like yeah. kind of risky. If like you know, it's easier to like hurt your hand doing that. I didn't know, but
1: yeah, it it um, is like the 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 thing with the the bare knuckle thing is more is it's kind of like an old martial arts thing when you see like karate dudes and shit always like uh, condition their hands, and you always see these idiots hit people with sticks and shit. <laughs> um, that shit's dumb, but. <laughs> It, it does. There's a purpose to it. There's a purpose to uh, strengthening and conditioning your fist and your wrist. When I first started fighting, I came from a wrestling background and I'm fucking gnarly. Like, I'm a nutty guy. I don't give a fuck. Like, I haven't even bought a pair of gloves. They're all hand me downs, shin pads in like fucking years. Like, I just grab shit from the back of someone's gym because I know everyone <laughs> in Orlando and people leap shit and I take it. And then I was like, no one's claimed it in over a year. I'm like, yo. These are like medium fucking hundred dollar shin pads. And these are mine. And then I'd take them. I have that. Yeah. I swear to God, I'm a disgusting person. And like I'll gloves, like they'll be mine. And then like when they're, I'm done, I just leave them at the gym or whatever gym I'm at. And I keep riding. But, um, um, like I said, I started off wrestling. So when I first started training, I was, I was training out of the jungle MMA when I was 24 with Seth Petroselli, And, um, he's famous for fighting Kimbo slice. um, but, yeah, uh, we used to always – like, I never wrapped my hands. So I would always just put my gloves – like, put my bare hands into gloves. And then over time, um, I fucking hurt them a bunch of times. You know what I mean? Because you learn. I'm yeah. like, wow, wow, this hurts. You can't hit. But over the years now, it's been like – I don't even know how long it's been. Like, you, you know, I guess fucking 30, 13 years or whatever of MMA training now, which is fucking weird to even think about. Um, crazy. I don't I don't I don't wrap my hands I only wrap my hands when I know I'm going to hit the heavy bags for a long time because that's when my hands really hurt Right. because I don't spar super hard and I don't throw like uh, fastballs at guys the whole time at, at sparring. That's the only time I've hurt my hands because, you know, I don't have the extra padding. Sometimes my knuckles will go through the, the gloves because a lot of times I just wear big gloves too. like I like sparring with big gloves. It keeps everyone safe but I like sparring with small ones too, but just, there's like a tendency for stupid shit to happen sometimes with the wrong people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, I've conditioned my hands to a point where they're very conditioned um, left and right. I don't know, I guess through time, but the most I do is condition them on the bags by themselves. Like as a, as a part of one of my drills, like uh, out of my two hour practices or whatever. Like I'll do a i will do I have like a two hour session I'll usually do with a little bit of everything in it. Uh when I get to the gym there's a lot of bodies. And then by inside that session, usually for a cool down I'll have a few rounds bare knuckle, like just hitting the bag. But at a certain at a certain um level of intensity, you know, you're not you can't just swing for the fences either. Your your wrist will fucking break.
0: Yeah. I bet.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was kind of curious, just like, because I've heard like some bare knuckle boxers talk about it. And I was like, I wonder if hitting the bag bare knuckle is risky, or like, if it does help you, like, I was always curious about that. Um, yeah, well, how so let's talk about so you've fought, you know, four times this year and you mentioned, you know, maybe you shouldn't have taken all those fights whatever, but that's, you know, it is yeah. what it is. But um yeah. do you think though that staying that active has been a good thing for you cuz I've seen like some fighters, you know, sometimes they'll they'll just stay busy and then they'll just kind of hit some momentum and then they'll just kind of yeah. go on a streak. So um maybe that's that's what's in store for you, who knows, but um yeah and do you think that's helping you
1: that's happened to me already like I feel like twice in my career because I've never stopped if you look at my record since the time I went pro I've had like like my least number of fights have been like three in a year or some weird shit you know I mean I've only been pro since I was like 31 or 32 so I think it's like four or five years and in four or five years I already have like I feel like enough experience I fought the last like ten guys I've fought have, have been UFC or Bellator vet, uh, veterans, like um, just so much uh about fucking. I'm just I wish I could get like I want like uh to get to the next level. That's the one thing that I'm only that's the one thing that I'm only kind of pissed about that I never got an opportunity when I. But at the same time, I get to fight these guys, but it's not at that at that level or that stage for for me to say that I fought at the same the pinnacle of MMA, which is the UFC. But at the same time, you know, I, you know, you, you can't choose. and I can't, you know, cry over spilled milk, basically. Right. It's like, fuck, you know, I got in it a little bit too old. I used to have a friend. He worked, he was a co-owner of The Jungle with, uh, with Seth. His name is Mike, and Mike used to tell me when I was fucking, like, 25. He's like, bitch, go pro now. He's like, because he's (laughs) old school. He's, like, one of the pioneers. He was like, you're good enough. We're just going to take people down. I didn't know how to fight at all. And I would, back in those days, I was fighting as an amateur. I would just take people down, like, 40 times and just hold them there. My jujitsu was, like, fucking trash, but I could hold you on your back, and I couldn't hit you. I didn't know how to ground and pound, so it was, like, a fucking long night of work for me. But uh I wish I would have went I, I should have listened to him. I might have got clobbered a few times. But um life happens the way it did, you know, and I ended up having kids and I had to make decisions or whatever. But yeah, like I said, September eighth, I can't really I-, I i can't wait for that opportunity to shine, you know. I'm drinking uh a couple like I'm down to like two beers a week. So this guy's <laughs> really gonna get to Yeah, I'm like, fuck man, I'm drinking Mikelobotras. Today <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna have an IPA and relax but it is what it is like a lot of people won't even do that they're crazy I'll smoke a joint and have an IPA I'm I'm fine <laughs> but um but yeah I'm really excited September 8th the Vice Star Memorial Arena in uh, Jacksonville Florida Jorge Masvidal's game, gamebred FC bare knuckle MMA headlined by Fabricio overdoom
0: versus huge, Junior dos Santos man.
1: yeah those guys That's someone's such a fucking, good oh
0: my gonna a fight they're gonna get fucked
1: up yeah someone's gonna get <laughs> fucked up for sure bare knuckle those big guys. Someone either jujitsu, like Verduk, for, for good at jujitsu him, or...
0: Yeah, they're gonna have
1: a flopper knocker, you know what I mean? Well, because
0: JDS, he's got some of the best boxing I've ever seen, like, he's a monster. But then, Verdun, like, you see him just submit people so easily, so it's like, oh, it's so interesting. Hey,
1: Verdun bang. ever since he got to like the belt, he can do some good Muay Thai shit. Him and uh, that Rafael Cordero guy over there, and wherever they're at, San Jose or San Diego,
0: Kings MMA, is that where? Mm -hmm. Okay,
1: yeah. Yeah. I know that's where Fabrizio Rodum does his striking with because Cordero yeah. is like a Brazilian guy out of yep. box and all that shit.
0: Yeah, but, um, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I, well, I can't that's wait. Good, I mean that's I it's a can, great opportunity yeah. for
0: you. That's huge.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a great I feel like it's a great car. It's it's packed with a bunch of other like top talent. Um, yeah, former you you former UFC guys and things like that. They're still trying to make uh any last minute uh additions to the car We got like uh, Anthony and Joe in there. He's a uh, pretty pro- what's it called respectable kickboxer to find the UFC. So many so many other guys. You know what I mean? I've, it's gonna be fun. Last time I got the fight with Roy Nelson. He knocked somebody out. That was dope. Like overhand right. He's like forty five or some shit.
0: That's He's awesome. He's fucking
1: amazing. Yeah, yeah, it, that's it's exciting.
0: Been I'm gonna yeah. have to take a and
1: look at that a, card. Yeah, take a look at it. I don't know if they have all the fights yet. Like I said, they're like, yeah, you know how these promotions are. At least oh, I yeah. know, I like, <laughs> till the last minute, you never know who he'll add. You know, it just kind of depends who's available and what'll happen. Like I've had the fight, my fight shift a few times until they really nailed down an the opponent. They really had some nice saucy opponents for me at first that I was really digging my teeth into and then those names got given to other guys or they didn't want to sign because of some some money or whatever the fuck so I got this one guy and uh, it's gonna be fun he's training out of Orlando this guy at my former at that uh, jungle MMA which is funny but he's originally from another team called Futures MMA where Nico Price used to train out of with this really good trainer called jeremiah i don't know his last name but Jeremiah's a fucking he's a he's a respectable trainer around here in uh in in florida he's got a lot of guys that can fucking strike and and grapple nice so I, I can't wait yeah i can't wait I, to, i've
0: actually to see- heard a lot of people like starting to talk about game bread and like like the whole promotion yeah. in general and like when it first came up i was like I didn't actually realize it was bare knuckle MMA when I first heard about it. I just assumed yeah. bare knuckle boxing. And then I was like, Oh shoot, they're doing bare knuckle MMA. I'm like, this is freaking legit. Yeah. I was so hyped. Yeah. And then um I was like, I said something, I think to like somebody at work or something. I don't remember, but somebody was like, Oh yeah, you know, I've I've watched one of those um, you know, bare knuckle cards, the game bread cards, and I was like, Oh, people are actually like paying attention to this, like they might be on to something i don't know because i like you know you don't really hear about bellator like that you don't really hear about pfl like that um but like when people i know are like oh yeah you know i'm, I'm excited to watch yeah. it i'm like oh that's dope <laughs> I,
1: i've had i've had 17 professional fights some shit like that or 16 and of all 16 i um, i i'm i'm big aware of like uh views and how it gets presented out there so some some promotions that early in my past i won't ever fight for again or that type of promotion because i know they suck ass at promoting and it's basically like a picture of you after you win and maybe yeah. a video of you punching the guy once in the fight and i'm like what the <laughs> fuck like you guys suck ass like you guys can't promote me before after between like damn like how are you selling this fucking show you know you know but you know, that's just the game but yep. um fuck uh jorge's fight my the the last fight i did with him gave me the most views ever out of all my career i, I forgot i had like almost four hundred thousand views just on youtube alone just on oh, wow that's the a lot. second time they released my fight alone the the show alone got its own like almost 400 or five thousand views like the entire show that's how he first um broadcasted it on youtube it's going to be on youtube live again he's giving it for free which is really cool and he's giving it all out kind of like uh these are like tester events so i i really do hope people gravitate to it i see all the comments online i think jorge is the type of guy that has an eye for talent and meaning guys that are fucking nuts and like willing like if you if you watch any one of my fights like i'm gonna bang it out i'm gonna wrestle hard uh it's just I'm a crazy guy, you know. I'm going to throw a flying knee. I'm going to double leg you, <laughs> maybe spinning back fist, whatever the fuck comes up, you know. And especially if I'm fucking on – if I'm really good that night, it's a bad night for anybody. And I, uh, and Jorge was able to see that the first time I fought for him in a gloved MMA fight in Kissimmee, Florida, like November of 2021 or 2022, I think. So he's an awesome guy. We have other guys out there like Alex the Spartan Nicholson. He's another one of my teammates or stablemates over at Fusion. He's a heavyweight that fought in the UFC and he fought for Bare Knuckle MMA a few times uh, for Jorge's promotion. So I I can't wait to see what other shit happens, you know, what he's got in store, this guy, Jorge. Like, I want to be on the cards with with, with some. Yeah, I want him, like, I want him, I want to be on cards with, like, other fucking badass guys, too. Like, yeah. You know? You never know who we can bring out here. Maybe, like, Mike Perry can get in there and fight fucking. Oh, my
0: God, that would be sick. So you know what sick. I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, Mike trains out of our gym when he does MMA, but he hasn't been there in a long time. He trains with our, basically, our sister or our brother um, boxing gym. It's called Technique Boxing. One of the other founders of uh, the Fusion Excel team or whatever has his own boxing stuff, and he's mostly a boxing trainer. That's what he does, and. So Mike trains with him and a few of our other guys go out there and we, we get to box with boxers and it's fun. You know, we get to call, co- uh, collaborate, you know, that's the cool thing about central that Florida. too. Cool. If, yeah. Florida. I don't know if or Miami's like that. I don't think they are. I think it's very dog eat dog down there, but in central Florida, everyone is welcome to come to fusion that it's if you can hang and if you like the environment, cause the culture is kind of like pretty hardcore And Julian's a fucking dickhead of a coach. He expects a lot out of the guys. And he expects a lot out of everybody, which is great. You know what I mean? But it's not going to be a thing where you're going to get pats on your back and shit. We expect you to be there running your hardest at every team training and be doing extra work and be coming in to do, you know, like asking for more and doing more. Um, And no one's here to hold anyone's hands either. You know what I mean? That's a cool thing I like about my gym. Like, go there, you can that. have a camp. Yeah, some people, like, some people just need a place to fucking train at, you know, and, and have that that place. And some people need someone to fucking, pat, you know, take them to the way and do all this. I've always been the type of guy, like I said, I've driven seven hours to Mississippi, asked the fucking promoter to drop $3,000 in my account or $1,000 in my account for my fight purse. And they've done it, and I've gone there, fought, showed up, won, t- taking more money. And uh, so, yeah, like, I just feel like um, in MMA, especially, it's a a one, like, you got to do it all. It's a one-man band. Like, you got to be ready to do it all. You have to be tactical in there and coach yourself and know what's going on. And obviously, when you get to the corner, you might be looking for direction or instruction. But you also should be perceptive, hopefully, of what's going on. Like, yeah, like, you're winning or the jab is landing or whatever's happening. Or like, man, this guy, I can't reach him or whatever the fuck the – the situation tactically or strategy like uh, is going on in there. You can't just rely on on your coaches. That's in any sport. You know what I mean? There's times where you're gonna have to make executive decisions and go for broke or or do certain ta- or change switch tactics. You know, I'm gonna go southpaw and start attacking the fucking bottom of his legs, or I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go to wrestle. He's beating my ass a little bit, so. But it is what it is, like I said, wrestling? everyone has their own
0: thing. Did you start that, like, in, in uh, high school?
1: Yeah, I started that at school. Like, um, I started wrestling, I think, ninth grade, basically. Oh, okay. um,
0: basically all of high school. Which,
1: yeah, well, um, I was, by the time I was a senior, I was ranked, like, 22 or 25th in my graduating class. Um. I think my record when I was in high school was, like, 130 wins with 22 losses, Oh, i was wow. a state champion yeah so i did pretty well for a guy that started off like really late i guess in a lot of things it's fucking weird i never thought about it like that but started that really late too but um it also landed for me to have more enthusiasm than some of my counterparts because a lot of my other competitors were guys and I, i've like throughout the years i've seen them you know they, they've dropped they or they did drop um with uh with wrestling you know maybe they hit like a plateau or they were burnt out is like what we call it in wrestling their parents have them in there since they were fucking five and then they get to a point where like do they really want to do this anymore or are they just doing it because their parents made them doing it now they're in high school now they're gonna go to college and it's a it's a scholarship but uh wrestling's a lot like fighting and that's maybe that's where i have a little bit of an edge than a lot of people mentally and physically is where i know
0: yeah Well, and, like, just the cardio alone, like, people don't understand, like, the cardio of wrestlers is, like, on a different level.
1: (laughs) Oh, people don't, people don't understand. People cry about, about shit, and it's, like, I don't know. I've done, like, um, when I was growing up, I was lucky enough to have a guy named Scott Gilemrad come into my life. He was the wrestling coach at my high school that happened to be real close to Windermere, which is an area in Orlando where, very affluent where like tiger woods and Shaq used to own a home in this neighborhood called Owlworth, Owlsworth, And so this is like top notch fucking rich people out there. And it was mixed in with people like my fucking like uh, apartment dwelling renters and shit from like yeah. close to universal. That, that's as far as it reached out in some other areas. Um, but when we went there, I met this coach and this coach changed my life, man. He's like, uh, the athletic director at another uh, high school called winter springs in uh, winter springs florida out there but um this guy changed my life he'd pick me up at five o'clock in the morning every day when he found out because i was crazy i wouldn't want to show up to school so i would just miss the bus i'm like no i don't want to ride the bus and i just wouldn't go my parents were really good parents but they also knew that they had this wild child and i also had pretty good grades for a kid that they didn't want to show up to school all the time and it it just is what it is I was rebellious or whatever, so my coach would pick me up every day, even in the summer, the whole school year, five, uh, 5 o'clock. On his way to school, he'd get me there. We'd do a study hall, just us, for like 20 minutes while he's getting his shit ready in the office. Then he'd open up the gym, and he'd open up the weightlifting room and the wrestling room, and I'd either weightlift for 20 minutes and then go into the wrestling room and, and wrestle the dummies, and then we'd – uh uh, that was the off season basically, so I'd switch in between that. Sometimes I'll have a couple other wrestlers, but I usually was the only one. And then I'd also have wrestling season, and during the wrestling season, he'd pick me up or some. I think at a certain point my dad would, but literally, I think by the end my I think he just picked me up and dropped me off all the time. And he would pick me up. We'd get there a little bit early. I'd do my study all, and then all the other kids would get there about. 545 is when we started our 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 first wrestling practice every morning at 545 at this high school so we were like the fucking army wow. we'd war- we'd warm up in the locker room door jumping jacks go out there do our sprints our weight anything he wanted us to do stairs a lot of different things uh Lot of crazy drills in the basketball gym. we'd do fucking these Indian runs for albums, like I listened to the whole system of a down album, like we'd bring in an album and then we'd listen to that album a whole fucking practice. the whole album you'd be whenever you hear a whistle you, you sprint and then when you don't hear a whistle, you would jog, and that's what we would do for about like a whole like system of a down toxicity. We did that to like Metallica Black. We did that to so many albums and these are long albums. So it was like, sometimes it'd be like an hour or something, but, um, but yeah, I had this guy in my life and he changed my life. I I owe a lot to him. And then in the afternoon we'd have our second wrestling practice and that would be another fucking wrestling practice on top of that. And sometimes I'd either walk home, which was like 10, 15, I don't even know. I think it was like eight, eight miles away. I was crazy. Uh, Or, or my friends would start giving me rides and then I would, uh, jog at night too to keep my weight down. Uh It was bad. Oh, yeah, that's I was addicted crazy. to that shit yeah I had a heavy workload as a little kid but it, I was able to get what I wanted really fast you know out of wrestling so I'm trying to do the same thing with fighting uh there's just a lot more um uh life going on instead of, you know in yeah. fighting it's like so yeah, I can more imagine
0: balancing like having a having kids and a family with with fighting I mean yeah that's got to be tough that's gotta be tough. It's gotta take a lot of yeah. time management. <laughs> That's for sure.
1: Takes mental fortitude, I'll tell you that. Yeah,
0: that too. <laughs> mental Definitely.
1: Fortitude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I remember like um when I was in school, even in like middle school, like well, I'm from Missouri, so okay. I I kind of grew up in like a smaller town. It used to be a smaller town. Now it's like crazy like it's grown so much but it used to be like a small town where i went to high school and um we had a lot of wrestlers there too like where i went to school
1: and i remember they
0: would always be like starving themselves and like they were always just like we would like whenever they were like i guess having broody or whatever probably
1: broody and ugly and dirty (laughs) fucking ugly well i used to hate it dude when i graduated high school my team was like full of nerds like no no chicks wanted to hang out with us. As soon as a lot I graduated, more, I, a little
0: bit nerdy. Not gonna dude, lie.
1: as as soon as I graduated, <laughs> but I was a nerd
0: too, so I'm not even judging.
1: Uh, oh jeez, I used to hang out with like fucking goth kids and shit. I was like, but I was like in my own area with the kids that smoked cigarettes behind like the like hidden hallways and shit. Fucking, I was like smoking weed in the parking lot. It was, it was, I was a idiot. I don't know what I was doing.
0: I was an yeah. idiot, too. I, I, I was I, I, younger. I got I, out of my system early.
1: Oh, yeah? So you were young and crazy at a young, young age?
0: I guess. young. I guess as young and crazy as everybody gets. But I just was like, yeah, probably, like, early high school, late middle school. Yeah, probably, like, my last year of middle school. My first year of high school, I was, like, a little bit. Had some
1: well, <laughs> problems. That's what, but- yeah, my, my my wife says the same thing. She was really gnarly. She said around like her senior year or high school, she was doing a lot of dumb shit. Yeah, ecstasy was really a big big deal down here in Florida and like Orlando. People were like, when I was in high school, we were doing a lot of fucking beans, as we call it. Everyone was popping all types of fucking blue dolphins and shit. It was a fun time, oh, but uh, I didn't I didn't partake. I did I didn't partake in that shit as much just or at all basically i'd smoked a lot of weed and i'd drink beer unfortunately I was, i'm i I'm an idiot i'd hung out with a lot of my like we do push-ups i get drunk I, it's, it's not i was an idiot i was such a nerd i would just be like getting drunk with my one of my other guy friends fucking doing push-ups taking shots thinking about fucking winning state titles was, like an idiot i was like well that. Maybe I could kiss a girl tonight. No, I'm just going to go run three miles. <laughs> I was a fucking dope. I swear.
0: Oh, that's funny. So, yeah, how do you feel weird. like in this camp, like leading up to this fight? I mean, it's what is today? The I've had 14th, I, I, 15th. So, it's yeah. in like less than a month.
1: Yeah, it's about three, four weeks Is is the including this week it's four weeks total till the fight week friday when, when we fight on september 8th so i have like three weeks of hard work in front of me um and i'm just ready to ready to go i've really had like my best practice like i'm not even lying about that today which was fun you know i was gonna it was just a gnarly fucking day um i had a really good practice uh working my jab and working positions. I just felt great. And like I I everyone was telling me I was on fire. And I you know, I'm I'm really focused for this fight. Um the work isn't done at all in my book. Every day that I'm off and thankfully I have a great job at the moment. My wife has a great job and um Jorge pays well so I'm able to afford this month of kind of like having it's kind of a slow season right now too, kids just got back into school so for the service industry around here we're like in our kind of in our slow uh we're about to start our busy you know our busy shit you know it's about to be sure. fall yeah and,
0: summer i used yeah. to serve too and i remember summer being kind of slow sometimes
1: yeah it's kind yeah. of dopey it depends like obviously like cinco de mayo is dope but
0: yeah i bet Well, that's
1: no awesome. but yeah we're just getting ready for a uh i've just had a great camp like i've done a lot yeah. of things Um uh, it's just just uh, like cycling, you know, I like to do a lot of cycling. I do a lot of cycling. I'm probably going to cycle sometime this week or probably next week when I have a little bit more money because I go rent a, a road bike from a place around here. It's a trail that goes like fucking a million miles wherever you want to go. So I'll do like I literally I'll do it for two hours. I'll do um about I think it's two hours. Maybe it's an hour. Maybe I'm exaggerating. It's an hour, I believe. An <laughs> Maybe hour, it feels it's like, 20... like two hours. <laughs> yeah, it's like, an. it's 22 miles on the bike. I do like 22 oh, wow. miles on the bike.
0: Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, in and the, it's in the hot Florida outside.
0: heat. You're crazy. But I
1: bring a water bottle and shit. Yeah. That's and it's good. like, some parts are shaded with trees and stuff. It's actually really nice and calming. It goes through this area uh, near my home called Downtown Winter Garden. Uh, it's basically like, it has a bunch of. Bars and a brewery, you can literally like stop your bike, grab a drink at the brewery, which a lot of us oh, do, nice. and then yeah, and then you just keep going down the road, um, on the trail really or cool. whatever. Eventually, you ride always out, yeah, I love it's like cool.
0: exercising like it's outside, dope. like even, um, just like outdoor gyms. Like, I love outdoor gyms, like just being outside, like in nature for some reason, just like the vibe is so much better, even though it's sometimes kind of hot and sweaty, it's just like. I don't know. It's, like, more peaceful to me, I guess.
1: You know what? I feel like you need – there's moments, like I said, like, almost with the suffering things, like, you can't really enjoy being in AC and comfortable and cuddling with your, like, loved ones and shit, that little, like, sappy shit. Unless yeah. you fucking felt, like, being out in the sun. And it's something nice about that shit, too, like you said. Like, even when it's sweaty, if you're, like, with the right person and you're having a good time and you have – cold water nearby and shit hopefully and it's only going to be there for a certain time and you get to go home eventually right. then you're you're set dude it's not that bad you know what i mean You get, it's you got to enjoy nature like you said you know and yeah, I, I, sure. I i stay out of the gym a lot because i don't stay out of the gym a lot but i do a, there's days where i'm like no nah, i'm not gonna go like maybe the team's doing a specific training or it's kind of like a slower day i feel like at the gym I'll go myself, like I said, maybe to the trail and I'll cycle. And it's like, that'll take me all day. You know what I mean? That's like a, like I'm done for the day. Basically after that, I have to let my legs heal for the next day. Cause the next day might be wrestling at the gym. Like Thursdays is our wrestling day. Wednesdays is usually a day that I do a lot of cardio and I recover in the second half of the day. Um, Or I might run a lot of times I'll run really far on the trail. The I'll use for long distance shit. Like I'll run really far on the trail like eight or ten miles and then sometimes i'll uh i'll do my short distance uh, near the house because i have a pool like a community pool a few houses down like basically so i'll uh, run about a 5k and then i'll come into the run into the neighborhood jump in the pool and start doing some laps and then that'll be like well that's kind of like i kind of picked that up through like nick and nate diaz um
0: yeah because they do like uh, those triathlons or something right?
1: yeah um yeah i feel and i've always told a lot of my friends and athletes i've worked with in the past that it all depends on the person's uh um, the person's biology um and it's not to be fucking like condescending on guys with like big muscles and stuff i'm not a guy that has like i, I look pretty good i'm like I, i'm smooth i would say and i have <laughs> some musculature and you can see my veins and some you know obviously i'm in shape or whatever but um Uh, sometimes I'll carry even a little bit more fat than some guys. Some guys are just really ripped and they're explosive guys and they carry a different pop even. And even if they're smaller than me, everyone is, every certain person, some guys are explosive athletes and they have an engine like a Corvette and they can do the 40 yard dash and explosive movements and can really like, you know what I mean? Like put like, some guys can just kick me from bottom and just make me fly, you know, as they're trying to get up uh, from bottom. from being on their back from like MMA positions. Me, I'm a long distance guy. Uh, same thing with Nick Nate Diaz. Same thing with let's say uh I'm trying to think of like these guys that are longer. Like Connors a more of a short distance. I think Floyd is a long distance because of his the way he fights, you know he's never gonna get tired. Um short distance guys are Tyrone Woodley maybe uh you know these guys have like they're really powerful athletes, and they're going to be able to, like, really uh, take a lot of space away really fast and bomb on you. But they only have, you know, they have that, and then they have to recharge before they can do right. another attack. You get what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the, if they choose to do, like, start, like, unloading, then it might be at a at a cost, I would say.
0: Right. So, yeah. well, I think I everyone has thought, to trade like,
1: in, inside that lane.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've always thought, like, just... Having kind of more of, like, a balanced physique and, like, a balance of, like, strength, endurance, you know, all that kind of stuff is probably the best for MMA. Like, you don't need to be a freaking bodybuilder, you know? (laughs) That really doesn't, I mean, it. it yeah i mean i guess like some guys like you said are like a little bit more powerful they you know have a little bit more intensity but then it's like maybe their cardio suffers later in the you know later in the fight or they gas out really quick uh, so yeah
1: you already feel it certain guys with certain bodies i feel their coaches and and whatever oh they always fuck with these guys head like if i had a heavyweight There's a lot of them, those heavy motherfuckers. They can't run – they can't jog a mile. Like, like a mile is a lot. So I'm like, listen, let's make these guys sprint. Let's jump boxes, uh, different powerful movements that these giant men are going to be able to execute. And they might be more beneficial because that's kind of like – I feel like some people are cardiovascular. Like, they're using a different type of – energy source like oxygen level and where maybe i'm a whatever i think i've read that somewhere there's like two of them i forgot like endo or some shit but uh, i feel like i'm more long distance like i could hold 60 or 80 percent of my pace for a long fucking time and then i could still go 100 a lot uh, like i can bring it up to 100 whereas another guy might not be able to hang with me at 80 percent for a long time he needs to go back down to 50 and then he can ban me up to 100 or I maybe not be I might not be able to get my RPMs to 100 even you get what I mean like these guys have a certain pop in biology where thick legs big ass you get what I mean right (laughs) these, these are these are seriously these are fucking things I have a partner I was telling my wife this girl she fucking I was like damn she was fucking knocking my ass off today He's scared dude, whenever I went all to i saw was arm
0: to... to... i went up have to get to move to plug yeah. my thing in and then i unplugged my microphone yeah. in the process so that was good
1: <laughs> all i saw was army of fatigues coming my way i was like who the fuck what's going on here that swat team was entering i thought you were getting swatted dude I was yeah like, who i got did the that? camo
0: pants on and everything yep <laughs>
1: I see that. <laughs> Lord, you're hunting. What are you hiding over there? You hunt? no,
0: I just couldn't find my black sweatpants, so I wore these instead. <laughs>
1: stop, stop! I'm fucking with you, dude. I'm fucking with you. I like camo I'm about you to know, give it's me a camel. You funny though? Because well. like
0: I, um, I feel like I always look like I'm wearing like a nice outfit on on my podcast, but I always have sweatpants on. So.
1: Yeah, well, you, pretty much you, think always. You play it off. You got the hair. You, you got the hair, you got the makeup. I see you. I see you. I'm gonna have to I'm put like, some like they're fucking not gonna know like, they're shit. not gonna, gonna, gonna have know. To go think, no, it really, you know, it kinda like it could be a lot. Like right you now, like, you know what? You look, fuck. You're tricking everybody.
0: That's funny. Yeah. But, um, it, it's hilarious. I, I used to wear like hoodies and stuff, and then I was like watching my video one time. I'm like, all right, let me like try to at least try a little bit for this. Like they put a little bit of effort in, like, yeah, make it look I've, like I care. Hoodies are
1: comfortable, though. Hoodies yeah. are way too comfortable. When you got the right hoodie, it's fucking comfy. I love the ones from, uh, what's the fucking place, Forever 21, I think, or some shit. They have some fucking bomb-ass oh, yeah. hoodies. I get the matching set. I get the sweatpants and the hoodie. I'm taking naps everywhere.
0: I love that. I'm a big yeah. nap
1: guy. I believe in naps.
0: Oh, man, I I'm slept in for till real. like noon yesterday and it was the best thing ever. I was like, Oh, I needed that so bad. You're a wild woman. I know you're and i a wild I, woman. I'm I normally get up like, early because I, I like I have so much to do. And then this weekend yeah. I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna like let myself like rest a little bit. And see, you know, just not set an alarm, like not try to get, you know. I'm like, let me just let myself chill because I feel like, because I was sick, um, early in the week, so I was like, let me just give myself a little rest. And man, oh my god, I've never just like felt so thankful for sleep in my life.
1: <laughs> you so like nice. that nap, huh? I do. Li- oh dude, my god, I live by the nap. It's like it's a double edged sword though. People hate me because of my napping skills. <laughs> So I've been the guy that, like, I'm the passenger guy with, like, the fucking mouth, of, you know, head back. <laughs> we just that's knocked funny. out. My friends like, yeah, bet, Yeah, they hate me. I'm a bad fucking, I'm taking a nap.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, well, thank you so much yeah. for coming on tonight. I know we kind of made it last minute mm-hmm. a little bit, but uh, we made it happen. Yeah. So I'm it, was, excited. it was fun. Yeah, this is awesome. It was I'm, really fun. I'm happy to like help you promote this fight too, and like get more eyeballs on it, and like kind of start talking about it, get people interested. So that'll be fun. And um, yeah, I'm excited too. I'm excited to watch the whole card. So
1: I hope you awesome. wa- watch it. Have a couple beers. Get some friends together. Like I said, it's gonna be free on YouTube. Um, all you gotta do is go on Gamebred FC. They're gonna live stream it. From the Vice Star Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida, it's the same arena where the the UFC has their events there. Um, so it's a big deal, man. Uh, the the local hockey team plays there, and Jacksonville is amazing. Jorge Masvidal's second bare knuckle MMA event ever in the state of Florida, so bare knuckle MMA brought to you by Jorge Masvidal and Dean Tool from Island Fights, um going to be amazing the stars will be out last time yeah. we had Tyreek Hill and Tyler Euro and different NBA players there it was kind of cool and Roberto Duran so I'm expecting the same thing a lot of fucking NFL dudes and some other like you know MMA superstars maybe Kamara Usman he was there last time you who knows you know
0: yeah
1: uh I really feel like we're gonna make a big splash I hope that main event lives up to the to the hype and I believe they will September 8th Friday night catch me the party live coming to you from Orlando Florida I'm fighting a guy that just moved to Orlando Florida so I'm taking the fake out the garbage will be thrown out and uh, I will be victorious <laughs> and when I'm done I'm going to have a beer and before the fight not right before but definitely the after weigh-ins like the night before I'm definitely going to have a beer with my lunch or my dinner so expect uh, me to be loose. Um, I'm not going to step back and and, uh, and try to hide from the fight. I'm going to try to attack the whole time. And I can't wait for everybody to watch. And if you can't get a ticket and be there live, just watch it on YouTube. Make sure you comment, post it, uh, share it as soon as you see it and talk about it. Um, and I really appreciate you from the bottom of my heart for uh just giving me a platform, like I said. Hopefully we put some shine on this uh card and we yeah, get people definitely. talking about it around the water cooler.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. And I'll I'll make sure to spread the <laughs> word too to like other mma media people and all that kind of stuff and get their eyeballs on it too, because I think this might be yeah, a big sure. thing. I mean, it's a, it's a new, you know, it's kind of a new spin on the sport, and it's not something we've seen much of like bare knuckle MMA I mean bare knuckle boxing is doing really well right now so like why wouldn't bare knuckle MMA be able to do even better because it's like well guess what not only is it boxing and and striking but we got wrestling and jiu-jitsu and all the other stuff too like so and having big names like Verdum and Junior Dos Santos like that's so huge
1: yeah there's so many guys that want to I think when they see uh the opportunity to make uh, some money and uh, maybe like fight at a certain level for their level. You know, these are guys that were former champions and they've been there and done it. And when you've been there and done it, uh, I know some, I know maybe some common people can't understand, like, you know what I mean? But uh, to us and to fighters, once you, once you've made it there, it's like, why would you like, there's nothing to prove. Like they don't want, they don't really need to necessarily be fighting Francis and or Cyril Ghan or John Jones. Like, you know, that it's, this provides enough entertainment and enough motivation for these guys to want to fight e- each other and provide uh, a violent bloodbath out there with uh, martial arts uh, in the middle of it. You know, it's going to be, you know, these guys are, are highly talented. Like you said, Don Talentos has some great boxing skills that he used all the way to get to the title. And they, I think he captured it twice. I don't know, maybe once. And then Verdum, obviously, his amazing run. He tapped out Fedor, and he has some of the best jiu-jitsu of all time. Um, and it's it's gonna be a that's a dope fucking matchup. I can't. Yeah. It's like I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm definitely gonna take some pictures backstage, like a like a groupie to add to my wall and to my book, La Vida Loca.
0: Hell yeah!
1: Um, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be amazing. I'll send you a copy as soon as I'm done with it. You're gonna be one of the first ten people. Okay
0: i can't wait i can't wait that's awesome well thank you again i this has been great it's been really it's super super interesting talking to you and just um yeah i'm so excited to watch you fight and just kind of knowing more about your story too that really um just gets me even more excited so thank you for sharing all that with me and and um being vulnerable and being you know just open and i love that so i'm excited um, I'm definitely gonna be watching. I'm definitely gonna have as many people watching as I possibly can. So we'll yeah. definitely be rooting for let's you. Go. Uh, yeah, let's go! Yeah, let's go! I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited. This <laughs> is awesome. All right. Well, all right. I will let you get back to your night. I'm gonna go make sure my okay. dog's not chewing my apartment apart. But
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. But me, I appreciate you. Check on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: she's a she's a monster. She's only one. Oh dude.
1: she's a monster? Okay. Geez. Oh yeah. Alright, she probably protects you. Is it a big one? What do you have? Like a Husky?
0: She's a Doberman pit mix. So
1: she's Okay.
0: She's she's not like huge. She's probably like sixty pounds, sixty-five pounds. But I have she... a pet chihuahua. Oh. He's
1: five pounds. I have a chihuahua, <laughs> his name That's is That's like the, Ray. the size yeah.
0: of my dog's head probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, he like poops a very little. He's amazing. That's <laughs> but um, I really enjoyed our talk. Like I said, September eighth, Jacksonville, Florida, catch it live YouTube on Friday night, September eighth. Gamebred FC, just like Jorge Gamebred Masada brought to you live from the Sunshine State. So Come go. watch it all. I love you, Missouri, the Show Me State. Let's get right. some Missouri people in the comment section. Some some crazy this. <laughs> some ozart right, shit man. Or something. i appreciate right, you
0: man. i'll let you get back to your night thank you thank you have a good one i appreciate you. you you too <laughs>